is honestly the worst thing I've, I've heard in a month and a half. Oh, this is great. I'm so glad I'm getting to experience All this All right, him, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lefko Podcast. Here's your Feel host, free to comment. Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. I am wow. so excited. Because you every, shouldn't be with that intro. No, listen. Every time <laughs> my nine-year-old makes a better intro when he makes mixtapes for girls at school. Ah, every, I love it. Every time we do that intro and Sims will talk, producer Josh stops it and goes, "Hey guys, 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 no talking." But you're here and he can't say it to you. I, well, because first off, it's one of the few times Sims has been right. I mean, that is horrendous. Uh, Whoever made that uh, should be fired. Right. Oh, Josh. Uh, yeah, you should be fired. All like, right, so man, we like, have we have our second ever in-studio guest. But hold on a second. Like, legitimately, you should be fired for that. <laughs> like, if that's – is that – whose voice is even doing that? Is well, that his voice? It's one of our PAs. It's one of our PAs oh, who does the voice, yeah. yes. That is not good at any level. The music sucks. It's like watching a bad porn. Yeah. Uh, you know? Oh, You're we're right. going to get to porn in a second. Yeah, I hope we do. We got Craig Carton from WFAN in Bleacher Report. You're, do you like the, you like our digs? What do you think? I'm sure – listen, I – I know about Bleacher Report. Yeah. I know that Boomer does stuff for Bleacher Report. I know that Chrissy does stuff for Bleacher Report. But I'm trying to figure out how they pay for all you guys. Because I walked in here, you probably got like 20,000 square feet of, uh, of real estate on 57th and 7th. You got 500 people in here staring at their computers. I assume everyone's getting paid. It ain't like yes. an internship thing, right? Something a sweatshop making clothes or anything, is it? Well, like, you miss. Well, they who's try to paying make paying the bills for this. They crap? try to make them happy with the kegs and the Papa shot. That's their. That's their. Their. Pay I mean, you guys must have a direct line to a medical marijuana plant to get these people to show up for work every day. I'm gonna be honest. So, Sims fills in for Boomer all the time with you out there, Boomer and Carton. I kind of feel like Cal Ripken meeting Kevin Costner for the first time because you've yeah. kind of been stealing my dude. It's been kind of killing it's me. It's really man. weird. Yeah. I mean, listen, if Caitlyn Jenner's your, your flavor, enjoy it. Hey, man. <laughs> that's all good with me. I, I mean, I don't even know how to respond to it, and that's so sad. Yeah. You know, it is you, sad. You work three blocks from four amazing adult entertainment places, go there for like a lunch, and get over the fact that Chris might do other things. Oh, here's a call. Oh. It's much more important than talking to you guys. Yeah, go ahead. You can yeah, feel it. You got to take it on the podcast. It's all good. Oh, wait. So four establishments, though? I know. What's, yeah, what's what are you close talking by? about? I'm not going to go through all of them. But no, if this you is just a actually experienced uh, your neighborhood a little bit, you're within four blocks of four adult entertainment places. Yeah, I know there's the one down here on the left. I don't know the name of it on, on, on 7th. Last time he's but. on, he's discussing drinking his wife's breast milk. We didn't even get to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, how, how do the people at FAN, do, are they all about that? I mean, I feel like you've warmed them up to that kind of thing. I mean, they don't like Chris that much, but yeah. they love me. Yeah. So uh, if I so think they that deal it's with good, it. they deal with it. Listen, our show's a lot different than all the other shows in the history of FAN. So you might come up with a breast milk conversation yeah. out of the blue, and they deal with it. I will tell you else. If you have good ratings, you deal with it. If you have no ratings, you don't deal with it. You d you said you'd had breast milk before. As of course, well, I right? had four kids. Right. How could you not? Yeah, there you go. See? Was it a curiosity thing, or did you steal the it? First time it's curiosity. Then there's other times it's for uh, your wife's comfort. Yes, because it's painful sometimes, and sometimes you're just thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> You're, 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 you're single, yeah? Yeah. Yes. Very Shock, much so. Shocking at 94% of Bleacher Report single. Now, let me ask you. Okay, so I'm recently single. What, what is, is that? You got divorced or you had a girlfriend? I had a girlfriend. So that's nonsense. It was a smooth move. Let me ask you. <laughs> you got him really flustered. No, I'm saying like I feel good because I want the carton single New York advice. Sims goes, 
have the time of your life. I want to know the carton because you're already telling me about entertainment down the street. I mean, how many kids? Between us, we have six kids, and we're married a long time. So, yes, we would both say, as most guys would say, if you're single – you're not that ugly. You live in you live in the city, or you come in from I like do. Queens. I do. You live in the city. You get paid. All right, you ready? I'm gonna blow you your mind somewhere. somewhere. All right. So okay. So where in the city do you live? I live on Roosevelt Island. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> I know it. I, I was waiting for it. It's the same reaction I get all the time. Yeah, I go. I go. Where do you live? Roosevelt Island. They go. Must be oh. easier to get girls to go on the tram to go back. Yeah, come it's to my nice. place. Girl, you want to get lifted? You want to get, get lifted? a subway, cab, tram to the to my uh, yeah, planes, trains, and automobiles to my apartment. I mean, at least I mean a story is better than that. No, you know, go to Brooklyn, Roosevelt. Island. Everyone in Queens looks the same. They look Listen, downtrodden, and but sick. there are women there, so it's your decision. Yeah, my sister-in-law lives in Astoria. See, yeah. so is, by the way, there story's is women great. There. Tell us great. <laughs> I will. <laughs> this is sad. This is everything I expected this to be. Good. Like, That's I'm good. Glad. We didn't wait. What, what did you really expect? You're like, I got to go up and help Sims out. What did you think it was? Exactly what I'm looking at. <laughs> guys that don't see women all that much, whose sports is everything <laughs> and the only thing you guys have going on in your lives. Right. Um, and you guys focus on, I can't believe LeBron James opted out. Home. <laughs> like, I'm sure when that happened, this place went crazy. Dude, that's oh, the same voice LeBron I James. do for you. It's that's my Josh voice. I can't believe you opted out. I mean, the greed of this company. Well, we're going to make 20 videos uh, about it today. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Houston Astros. Can you believe they're in first place? Let's discuss it at a roundtable. <laughs> no, see, that's the difference. We won't do baseball and hockey. The, the that's all you guys outside do. Outside of this room, we'll do that. And whatever big sports story I have, I'll guarantee you there's nine people here right now who are excited that Wimbledon started today? Unbelievable! I'm one of them. Venus, <laughs> I think she has a chance. <laughs> so I, I about Sharapova? She's and then three guys be like, she's really hot, guys. And then the other two guys in the corner be like, don't subjectify women; they're great athletes. And then Mark comes off us, what's going on here? Yeah, you exactly guy that never right. threw a ball in his life, and I was in charge <laughs> of a website talking about sports. You're I guarantee you sent him the ball blown up or stuffed. He'd have no idea. Oh, I love it. I love he it. was the money man, right? He raised all the money. Yeah, he does a little bit. He gets an office. So yeah. I was very happy. I didn't even realize you worked in Phil. I'm from Philadelphia. You were WIP Dumb. and everything. Yeah, yeah. Compare, 93 to 97. Compare Philly fans and New York fans. Oh, they're very similar. Just the New York fans are like, you ever see that... Um, that poster every uh, elementary school kid has seen. It's like the evolution of man. Yes. And uh, so they're like middle of it. Whereas New Yorkers are the last one. You know, erectus, harmonious. <laughs> That's us. And Philadelphians are like a couple DNA. Uh, Just strands. a little short. Just a little short, but the passion's there. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like we see fire, we're like, get the marshmallows. You guys see fire, you're like, ugh. <laughs> 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 like we're eating s'mores and you guys are still dancing around the thing. That's thinking amazing. that some god made it. Where does, where does, like, Denver... Ah, fire God. Ah. I'm next. <laughs> Denver, Buffalo, Cleveland. What, what, I, mean, I mean, no, it's on Wikipedia. You could Google me. I know. I looked not, it up. Craig Carton, this is your life, Mike. We're Mrs. Kripke's not coming in here saying... I, I, I didn't know any of that. I didn't know any of that. Because he lived in Denver, and I know he was getting down. Yeah, when were you in yeah. Denver? Uh, oh, oh, 09. 09 into 010 a little bit, yeah. The hell was I in Denver? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I got you. You were by, before that. I got you by a long shot. Right. I was in Denver actually Ten years when Greasy that, right? went to Denver. That's right. So 99, right. 2000, right around there. I was there when he slipped. Uh, so yeah, slipped and hurt himself. Wink, wink. Yeah. What I did a little degrees, man. Go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was going to say, like. I started in Buffalo. Yeah. It's a very great story. Maybe you should buy the book. It's called Loudmouth. Um <laughs> Make it's it, on Amazon. Go get it. It is. It's sold out, actually. $12,000 a year living in a retirement home to Cleveland. 
to Philly, where I was the youngest guy in the country doing full-time sports talk in a major market. And then the rest uh, is what it is. And he's a Syracuse guy, so he's got a good education. I know that. Well, I mean, if you're in the media market at yeah, all we've here taken in this over. city, it's, it's overrated, Syracuse. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not one of these. I'm not. It's like the, the Syracuse mafia nonsense. No. Syracuse didn't do a damn thing to help my career one bit. Right. Um, I had it helps great, you with the first gig. Does, no, it does not. No? Zero. For me, it helped me with the first gig, and then after that, you well, either what, got what, it or you what don't. What was your first job? Hastings, Nebraska, 18-5, living in. Doing a, what? A TV news reporter. There you go. Being an asshole. Well, By the way, you can curse on the podcast. Yeah. We haven't told you the rules. Well, maybe if it ever comes up, I will. Yeah, right. uh, yeah. I've, you always knew you were going to go into this kind of business, though? No. no. I knew what I didn't want to do. I couldn't wear a jacket and tie. I couldn't sit in a cubicle. Right. Couldn't just go to work every day. I had to do something different. Yeah. What Unique. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a dreamer, and I like to think of myself as a bit of an entrepreneur. Well, that's a horrendous call. Did you ever think of going into comedy or anything like that? No. No. Were you the type of kid that like stood up in front of the family? I, and always... I'm better off on a stage in front of twenty thousand people, more right. comfortable doing that mm. than doing this and having a one-on-one. Yeah, um, I don't like to talk to people one-on-one. I hate cocktail parties. I don't like having those small talk. So, how, yeah. what'd you do today? Yeah, you know, like people you never met. I don't like meeting new people. Right. Um, I understand the concept of being a recluse very much. Um, so that's what it is. But yeah, so I'm. I was always more comfortable. Not being very personal. Right. Uh, the, those parties are so fake. I got to imagine that your personality, now you could do whatever you want at those parties. And they're like, that's that carton guy. He yeah. is crazy. He is crazy. He's a crazy it? guy. Yeah, I go the other way. I don't go to the parties. You just don't even go. Yeah. Or if I see the problem with a lot of those places, if you don't, if it's your buddies, you just, you know, you, you. Yeah. If you're going to a party and it's like, you know, you're there, you and your wife, she's like, I met a girlfriend and she's wonderful and her, your husband's a big sports friend and they're going to have a big apartment party. Then you got to be like, yeah, do yeah. your little dog and pony show. Yeah. Right. Well, that's hey, what he always. believe what Sim said today. I'm like, yeah, I, I effing heard it. I'm sitting next to him. You heard my reaction? Well, uh, that Sims is thing. To the podcast. His wife is always like taking you out, and you're like, man, I got to sit next to some of these guys. Sometimes it's tough. Yeah, it is. It is tough uh, because you have to answer a lot of the BS, like you said. Like, oh, listen, what, I, what do I you think of to... Todd Brady? Right. Exactly. What, do you, what do you think of that exactly. whole situation? But but uh, I forgot what I was going to go with. Go with uh, where the f- I was going there. Hold on. You're not going to find podcast. It. You got hit a few times. I did. You guys edit this out? Or you let this no. Go? Yeah. No. Or I like the, by the way, I like oh, the microphone. Oh, that's what I wanted to go. We're each holding like a little uh, teeny microphone. Top notch. Did I not say that that would be exactly? I mean, it's the, a joke. The, it's a laugh. They're, they're going to make. It's like a, a, a Lilliputian's penis. <laughs> we got to up the budget for the podcast. <laughs> no, no. Just stop doing the podcast. No, right, we thank can't you. Do that. First uh, off, no. nobody listens to it. Yes. That's number one. Audience is right. No, Audience no, is there's, no, no. Steady Let's, growth. Listen, I'm a, yeah, at some point, well, that's Someone's why you're here. Someone's got to be honest with you guys. N- there's too many of these podcasts anyway, number one. Number two, nobody listens to them. Mm. For real, nobody listens to them. Don't tell our I keep telling Al Dukes, our producer, I'll tell you guys the same thing. Right. Do a five-minute podcast, make it awesome, and be done with it. It's long-form podcast for What do you the think birds. about that, Sam? Yeah. Would you do five minutes a week Just without do that a week. Yeah, a five weeks. Five, uh, minutes. five minutes a week is all. That's they got my well, name We're all about over to it. turn it. On camera, we're going to make it a show. They're, no, no yeah. one's going to watch it. No, unfortunately, they have to. We're right, gonna they're they're going to try yeah. to program it and do it all and put it on Bleacher Report and do all that. Oh, that's what I wanted to ask you, though. What did you eat this morning when you got back from the Bahamas? Wohop, Chinese food. I mean, that's disgusting. No, no, At two in the morning? how men behave when they have to go to work and they're not going to get any sleep. Right to Wohop. I got the black bean sauce on the uh, the what, what, I got what? the soup. No I got man, dumplings. I got mushu chicken. No Shut man up. that I... 
Do no. you even eat Chinese food? I do. I what wouldn't eat any of the crap yeah, he I, just I ate. guarantee I know exactly what he eats, too. I Predictable. He gets the spare ribs. He's a poo-poo platter type of guy, old school. <laughs> he goes spare ribs. He might get a dumpling in his mouth every once in a while. You could eat General Tso's chicken because essentially it's just fried chicken. And uh, anything beyond that. Uh, may, oh, no. He'll go with the Mongolian beef. Guaranteed. No, see, I see. I think he's it. a chicken broccoli straight yeah, down I'm, the I'm fried rice, and I'm getting sesame right. chicken. Right. Sesame Just about chicken. every time. Fried chicken, and it's rice. Ooh. No matter. Let's go out to dinner. All right. <laughs> I, need, I need help from both of you. So I'm going to Vegas in a few weeks for Summer League. Are you a Vegas guy? For what? Summer League. What's that? NBA you know, Summer NBA League. NBA Summer League, yeah. Where they go out there and they pretend like it's important, but it's really just rookies you, that got drafted. They, he's, the man, you know, he's the main man. He is Chris Berman of Bleacher I'm, Report, so he has to do everything. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. He, he said, yeah, I am. Is that how like, you use that? <laughs> no. Like, no. Like, he, I let him be my hype man. Yeah. But that's You're the guy he's behind the, the guy? He's the first, He's the first. you know. How old are you? First 29. hire. You're 29? Yeah. So no, you this, never saw Swingers, right? No, I did. You did? Yeah. Oh, you didn't get that right. This is the same guy. Remember I told you that, you know, called me flirty in front of my wife. Remember I told you that? Yeah. Oh. And then that you called him. me Ferrara. It was a big deal. Everybody <laughs> laughed. Go f*** yourself. What? You think I, like, I apologize, but what is your name? My name is Adam Lefko. So why I, do you, And that great to meet you. My pleasure. <laughs> so you're ashamed to be Jewish or you, you oh, changed the name to an Italian name because why? No, I think they did it when they got off the boat. Yeah. It wasn't no, my no. choice. No, but your real last name is what? I would say probably a few hundred years ago, Lefkowitz. No, no, no. Lefkowitz, right. I would imagine. So you're I've been Lefko. My dad's been Lefko. That's my fine. grandfather's been Lefko. you're a Jewish Lefko. kid from New York. Philadelphia. Philadelphia, excuse me. Right. But le- so you grew up, last name on your passport is Lefko. Yes. Correct. With so why did you change the name to Ferraro? I didn't. Who did? <laughs> you did. <laughs> you said the name of the show is Ferraro and Sims. I don't even know where is you got Lefko that from. Is it Lefko and Sims? You, yeah. You've already, oh, you've right. already demonstrated that you don't listen that well just in the first so 10 minutes really, of this conversation. So Lefko's <laughs> actually your name. Correct. Like you didn't change your name for no. Like a no, I was trying to make a fucking joke and it didn't go over well. Uh, and now we're stuck in this predicament. No, I just want to make sure I know I'm talking to. It's Adam. You got it. Got it. Thanks. Cool. And you like to go to Vegas to watch uh, summer basketball? Why? When I get paid to do it, absolutely. Oh, dude, you're gonna have a blast. Dude. I know. Yeah, yeah, where are you staying in Vegas? I have no idea. They have, they handle all that. How stuff. long are you gonna be there for? Way too long. Well, like week? eight days. Oh my That's gosh, that is way too sure. long. Yeah, three days is what everyone says. I've Two been there nights. before. I had a great time. I just didn't know if you were a Vegas guy because some people are Vegas. People. Love Vegas. I, I do. But All right, so where do I get? There's go. a table and a dealer. I'm pretty sure my man is in. Oh, I've heard you so. talk. About, so what's your game? Are you blackjack? Are you roulette? Play blackjack. Roulette. Okay. What are you a woman? I don't know. <laughs> now, are you a guy when you play blackjack and someone is like, I don't know, should I hit on 14? Will you go? Will you fucking hit right now? Will you control the table? I avoid all that. How much at the table? Yeah. Oh, a million dollars at least. How much a hand? 10000 I mean, whatever it takes, right? See, for you, I, I would believe from it. Sims, we have a deal. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he backs me up. I give him a percentage of the wins. <laughs> no, I mean, I prefer right. to play alone because now you're in total control. Sure. Right. There's like three or four areas of life where you have to be a control freak. That's one of them. And what, what were the, the other ones? Yeah. I'd like see, to know. See, I was a setup. You guys fell right into Yeah, well, of course I mean, they did. I three things planned. I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. You better be careful well, dude, with that There is nothing worse than when you sit down at the blackjack table and the first hand, the guy makes a bad move like to your right. Well, you got to get up. Oh, you have to. I, I, I first, call him out. I will literally say, what the f*** are you doing? Well, you, you can't know, do that. Like, if, you're at a, if you're at a table like that, so you're at a $10 table. I'd yeah, say. dude, I'm cheap as hell. Sometimes the guy will play wrong and you'll benefit from it. Especially if, you, if you're sitting and guys are coming and going, coming and going. Sure. There's no rhyme or reason to it. There's no right way to play no. versus wrong way to play. First time I was ever in Vegas, 20 years ago, MGM Grand, we're at a table, everyone's winning. We're like seven, eight hands in a row. Kid at the end of the table gets uh, kings, 
Dealer's got a six. Kid splits no. the kings. Oh. And you, it's one of those rare times where that move specifically f***s everything up. So the dealer Rest of the wins. Shoot, yeah. Everyone else loses. Right. Guy sitting to my right gets up calmly. Doesn't say nothing. Walks over to him. Taps <sighs> the guy on the shoulder. Punches him right in the face. I love it. Wow. That is awesome. That is great. I know. And then what it, What happens in the I, aftermath I of that? I took my chips and I walked, man. That's Because that's not going to end well for anyone at the table. See, I would I would want to yeah. watch the whole thing. But I tell you this. There's also, you're 29 years old. Yeah. So if I can just give you guide tips. Please. Don't ask the other men, what do I do in Vegas? That's not a thing. A I was hoping for a good Vegas story my, and I just got one. My kid should ask me that. Hey, Daddy, if you ever ever get to go to Vegas, what's Vegas? <laughs> a 30-year-old male <laughs> should not ask two <laughs> other guys, Damn. hey, what's Vegas like? Hey, what do you do in Vegas? Like, I wanted you, to know how Craig Carton th- does Vegas. What do you think you do in Vegas? Touche. Forget a lot. That's the then that's what you do in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna forget it. a lot in eight days. Right? Holy cow, he's gonna be worthless. You're gonna make it eight days. Uh, <laughs> well, after three There's days, doing eight for eight days, unless you're gonna be, uh, you know, do things outside of uh, just the casinos. There's a lot of great things to do. All right, well, I want to Grand Prix racing, going a zip line. What? Meet girls. I'm not doing any of that crap. Uh, see, this is weird. Yes. Yeah, because you're breathing like a walrus. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not the microphone. This is definitely the most awkward or different interview we've had on the podcast. But, all right, well, you know, uh, I do want to ask him Hello. one sports question. That's so much better. One sports question. <laughs> all right, good. I can still wrap into it. Did you watch the, your uh, – because he's a big Mets fan, and, of course, he wears more Yankees clothes than he does Mets fans. Listen, uh, my man boobs, if it fits, you wear it as often as possible. <laughs> did you Did you, uh, did you watch your guy yesterday? Who's that? Mets? No. That was pretty unbelievable, though. What was unbelievable? The, the hits? hits, actually. First off, right. the first two hits were because uh, they were, they positioned him differently. Yeah, okay. Center fielder was playing shallow, and the shortstop was trying to cover second base. I mean, one good right? thing happens the net the Mets, and I'm here you saying. are. You can't even give them credit. That's all I'm it's saying. It's your team, and you still got a shit on them. And bring it. I think you're unbelievable. Of course you're a New York radio See, host. I think the better thing is that he, you know, it was all oh, the hits, the hits. He went seven and two-thirds. That's the story. Of course. Yeah, that was amazing. Him All of it. Getting a couple of hits don't mean nothing to me other than the fact he was the best offensive player they had. Which okay, is well, so then it did mean something to you. They wouldn't have won without his four RBIs. He got seven dudes batting under 200. So, uh, check. I'm sure you hey. said it's probably a record, right? Right? Right. 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 It's a record they yeah. said. Well, you chose to root for that team. I what, don't want to hear it. What are all these people? What are they doing? Well, I know. I wish we had a camera. We could go back there and just I'm watch just, you just interact. What are they doing? What are you doing the rest of your day today now? I'm going to meet Russell Westbrook. Cause he oh, that's right. To, you told uh, me that. I, I, well, maybe I'm meeting his agent. I'm, I'm sure he won't be there. But he's got a new kit coming out starting in France, and they want to do something in North America. Then I'm going to the Intrepid. Um, see the space shuttle? Right. And then uh, who knows? So we, were gonna, so we were going to play golf we until were. Russell Westbrook got into the picture? No, no, you said you couldn't play. I have the text. <laughs> I mean, you might have said it after I blew it off, but yeah. you did say I can't play either. I never thought we were going to play, period. So Let I, me ask you this. Yeah, please ask me. Did you ever think when you were either a Texas or starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that I would be talking into a microphone like this? before you turned 40 years old, <laughs> this would be your life? Definitely Now, not. I assume you don't need the money, that you just want to get out of the house and have right. something to do. right. You drive an hour minimum to get into the 50 city. 50-minute train ride. Right. All right, so train. Right. You spend half your day here, the days you come in. Yeah. And there's got to be a point where you go, what am I doing? What, what did I f*** up that I'm doing this or enjoy it? Because this sucks. I, I certainly <laughs> didn't dream of this. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, listen, my dreams, I knew I was going to play in the NFL since I was 16 years old. I knew I had a chance. I really did. And, yes, of course, I thought I'd still be playing. My dad played 15 years, so my eight years mean nothing to me. Well, you made some money. I did make money. I could still use some more liquid cash. I've saved up well. Right, your money's so away. Like you got 529 plans. That house is bought. I get it. Exactly. You don't have to worry about where the next check's coming from right exactly, now. Exactly, right. But you want to have some uh, I want to continue to live my lifestyle and maybe right. even better as I get this older. This does not afford you that opportunity. Well, th- this does does better than you would think, first of all, That's Bleacher shocking, Report. Man. Second of all, I, I think anybody that I ever played with or even coached me in the NFL, they probably would have told you I would have been a radio host. Well, at you know, some Boomer's point. been uh, grooming you to be his replacement. You know, you're aware of that. That's why I always thank him. And you say, well, it's not Boomer's decision. Well, his, it's, it's, Boomer, not. it's the Boomer and Carton show. No, he's no, top but billing. when he's gone, first of all, it's alphabetical. <laughs> when, he's, when he's gone, I'm, I make the decision you make with the decision. CBS. Okay. He don't get to say, I'm leaving. Oh, and by the way, I demand that. Chris, <laughs> it's like anything else. Once you're out the door. Right. They don't care. You know, John Stewart said it right a few months ago. Once you retire, yeah. no, you're done. Yeah. yeah, your voice don't count. Right, that's it. Right. So now he has brought you in because clearly he would like you to do well. He's obviously good friends with your old man and likes you. And I agree that you could potentially do it. Yeah, he you, think, you think Sims has it? Hundred percent. Good. Yeah, and I've had obviously worked with you know a lot of guys over my years. Um, yeah, he's but, honest. Well, he, he, go, you go on Tierney's show, you say hundred dollar handshakes, the internet blows up, and you're like. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's <laughs> yeah. He'll, what Chris will talk about him like he's not here. We'll learn as the more you do it, the stuff you, you have to be careful about. Yeah. You know, the stuff that you and your buddies are talking about may right. not. You Make know, it ten years the, ago yeah. you could do it in radio, but today you can't. So that, other than that, there's no doubt that you could. Is radio do it. soft yes. now? You're going to go Jerry Seinfeld? Radio is not soft. It's uh, the world has changed. Yeah. You know, the things like my demo tape from ten years ago would get me fired today. Really? Yeah. In, within the first 30 seconds. Oh, what were you, I want to. What were you, I want to hear? Well, this. I mean, you, I'm just Google. Well, we've had there, good yeah. conversations even off the air. Just of course, and we've had similar ones. Just talking about athletes and things where we just know, like, oh man, we can't talk about this on air, even though we know it's the truth. And yeah, the, we Bruce, can hear the half Bruce, uh, the Bruce Shannon through. things, the the best example of that, where the the things, the 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 fun that we'd have with that, not being against it at all, but the fun that you would normally have with yeah. a story like that. Um, has become different. Right. So, so you have to, true. when you're prepping for a show and you got some things you want to go into, will you censor yourself even beforehand? Well, the line, the, the lines change to where you're going to go. So you, as long as you're aware of that and you're not a you know, douche about it, yeah. it shouldn't be an issue. And that's the word that gets them in trouble the most, they say over there. Douche. He gets more calls about if douche. You had, well, well, the douche things, and R, the R word. No, no. If we, you had the word bag to douche, that's a bad, that's mm-hmm. one that people don't seem to like. Right. Um, and if you ever say, God damn it, that yeah, gets It's amazing, calls. right. That gets calls. That's yes. unbelievable. Yes. That's Calling for you. They, uh, they had the switchboard light up. I can't believe you said goddamn. Wow. That's yeah, isn't unbelievable. that crazy? In New York, yeah. where you can well, say anything. Still, listen. I what's, don't What's the it, craziest thing you've said that if it were to happen now, if you look back at your career? I mean, listen, the governor of New Jersey threatened to kill me. Really? So, Is this in the book Todd as well? <laughs> yeah. It was uh, Dick Cody when he was the uh, interim or acting governor of New Jersey. Uh, and there's a whole thing about... Um, Legalizing medical marijuana at the same time his wife now had a platform um, for a postpartum depression, which is obviously a serious issue. Sure. And this whole thing got played up. He didn't hear it, but the uh, Quinnipiac is that that's all they do is poll, right, Bob? What is that? Quinnipiac, that's whole college for polling. Yeah. They teach people to take polls. I have no idea. Thanks, Steve. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the Quinnipiac poll came out when Cody became acting governor after McGreevy announced that he was a yes. gay American, <laughs> and like three percent of New Jerseyans had ever heard of him. 
So as he's admitted, he needed to become well-known. So how are you going to do that? Well, you come after me. I was the ninth most powerful person in New Jersey politics, according to whatever magazine does that. Which to a Quinnipiac poll. So they, he comes in and challenges me about something I said in the name of defending his wife's honor. Wow. And threatens to kill me. There's the guy with the money. <laughs> Where are you going? That is. That's the guy that with the, the guy cash. With the money. You're right. They he got the money. He doesn't dress like it. Uh, no, he's a Brooklyn hipster. Brooklyn so he, hipster. He fits in well here. He's from, you know, our, some of our bigwigs are from San Francisco. Oh. That's where he's from. So got it. That's the style. Cool. That was the head guy, right? That was, that's Rory. That's the Anyway, so office. he threatened to kill me in front of people the next day, actually Mother's Day, uh, whatever year it was, the front page of the Star-Ledger is uh, Governor Confronts Shock Jock. It's my uh, fat face on the front page of the paper. And it was like the biggest story in the country. That's amazing. Yeah. And you were like, this is great for my career. Awesome. Yeah. I, but also inaccurate, and it was a setup, which he, he later admitted. Yeah. He needed th- so then they did a Quinnipiac poll a week later, and he's had the highest approval ratings of any governor in the history of the state. That's unbelievable. All because he attacked me. Poor little me. Oh, oh yeah. I hadn't even done anything wrong. Mr. Sensitive from New Rochelle. What's your favorite movie of all time? Ooh, I don't know why when you asked that I thought a good uh, film. Well, let me just say, game. Ace Ventura: When Nature Calls was in his top five. It's so in don't my ask top five. That. I mean, come on, Shawshank. Come on, Goodfellas, Ace Ventura Two: When Nature Calls, <laughs> unwatchable. unwatchable, unwatchable. Agreed. Yeah. He comes out of the rhino's no, no, no. ass. The first one was great. The second one was unwatchable. Money. I agree. Exactly yeah. right. It's like most Eddie Murphy movies. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what else you got? Yeah. This is good. That's it. Where in Philly are you from? Uh, suburbs, Bucks County. Know it well. Yeah. You got to get city? Holland. Huh. Yeah. 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 All right, Holmes. He just did the crying voice. Oh, poor me. Uh, th- this is a transition. P. Diddy, his son. Oh, poor me. Oh, yeah, I'm right. curious. It, what would you have done if Phil Sims went into the Texas weight room? Yeah, I might have took the kettlebell to Phil Sims. I Holy really would crap. have. Like, when you, you heard that, me, what did Dad? you think? Uh, uh, I thought a lot of things. First of all, I just thought, what what is P. Diddy doing watching that workout that closely anyways? Why is he sticking his nose into that? And then, of course, then I heard, oh, it's Sal Then I really perked up, and I said, well, I wonder what meathead thing he has said. Because I know a little bit about Sal, of course, not only from his Jets incident, but he's from around the area as well, I think. Uh, but nonetheless. Uh, I mean, you would have freaked out on your dad. There's, my dad would have never you, done you, that. You jokingly talk about Silver Spoon all the time. I mean, that's the definition of that. Dude, yes. You guys are doing a show. I'll just watch. Yeah. All right, good. Hey, good, awesome. to ha- good to have you here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. You guys serving lunch? <laughs> all right, I got to go. Yeah, we, yeah, got no, ma- we, we know you got to go. We so. got matzo balls and gefilte fish. I wouldn't even air this. I think it was that bad. <laughs> well, we're, we're going to do our own. I mean, please. Yeah. Something after this. I think you were, I think you were great. Something. No, I'm fantastic. Yeah. I'm not worried about what I did. This is unairable. <laughs> like, I, I, there's no one in America that would want to hear this or tune in for five minutes. And I'm saying it, and I'm a part of it. But thanks for having me here. Hey, thank what's you for on coming. This, what's on this board over here? Who knows? So this is what I'm going to This is like the kind this of stuff that you guys want to do. This is how you're going to get young eyeballs because that never – Jenga. A, that, yep. That's a new idea, by the way. <laughs> Some guy living by himself at Roosevelt Island is going to reinvent how to get young eyeballs. Like our kids aren't already staring at the phone all day on Instagram – and Snapchat, everything else. You're gonna. Do you let your kid? How old do your kids go? Four to fourteen. Do they? Are they just yeah. all over it? Uh huh. No, so you don't, you don't let your kids do it, right? I, I only let them play the iPad on the weekends. Yeah, I don't do it. You know, my, it's like yeah. the best babysitter of all time. Yeah. No, it's all good. Well, for my little boy, I got to do it that way. He'll be face deep in that thing all day long. So Agreed. Just, Reaction to Iggy video. There's topic. That was good stuff. 
So are you leaving or should I keep going? Swag shop. No, he's got to get it. He's got to get out of here. All right, thank you, Chris. Yeah, so let's get him out Chris of here. Chris is going to escort me out. I'm, I'm, these topics fascinate me. I heard them talking on the radio Deion today. Sanders, because he's relevant. <laughs> Can I ask you quickly about Brady? Yeah. So uh, Brady, I got to go. If you're talking yeah. sports, I'm out. All right. But thanks for having hey. me. Pleasure to Ferraro, meet you, my man, man. I appreciate the we advice. Can, we can pause this for a second. Right. Come on. Let's, let's walk no, him out. No, no. It's, please. No, he's got it. He he's got it. You can walk What, do you have a yeah. driver downstairs? No, I don't have a driver downstairs. What'd you, how'd you get here? Uber. You Ubered it? You Damn right, Uber. I did. That's right. And you're Ubering it back. Yes. All right. Would you like fun. to come? I can save you. No, from this. I was just going to walk you out and be nice. <laughs> I mean, feel free to walk me Did out. you want to see then in the rest no. of the place? You've I, had enough? With all due respect, Bleach Report's great. It's fantastic. I've seen enough. Okay. I don't, there's nothing else for me to see. <laughs> you don't want to see the kegs or the no, cereal? And the fact that you guys keep talking about these kegs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's beer? <laughs> what a cool place to work. <laughs> it's New York City, man. Hey, for a, for a single 29-year-old living on Roosevelt Island, it's big stuff. You having beer here doesn't really do it. Yeah. Great. Let's go watch Ted 2 together. Oh, funny jokes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. See you, dude. This is awesome. <laughs> Craig Carton, everybody. The energy is abounding. See you, bud. Yes. All right. Sims is going to go off. We're going to kill time. So um, I feel good about that. Wow. I don't think that could have gone any better, to be honest. What I wanted was unabridged honesty. I think we got it. Chris felt so embarrassed. Look at the grin on Sims's face right Look now at him. as he walks back into the room. I thought that was actually awkwardly hilarious. Dude, that it was, was amazing. It was amazing. I just said to him We were just talking. His ability to just continue to go. is un- unbelievable. And did you notice the lack of eye contact and how it's just like you just see his brain going like, oh, No, no, oh, he just, yes, it's just coming out I, of his brain right through his mouth. Holy and he crap. he keeps going. I just said to Adam, I'm tired from listening to that. It's like I'm exhausted right now. That's why I tell you when I do the show with him for four hours, it's a lot of work. I can't. Yeah, I don't it's, know how you It's keep a up lot of work. That. Not only to keep, keep, constantly pay attention to where he's going with yes. the conversation. And then yes. all of a sudden he might go serious sports for a few minutes. What's Fantastic. And for all those out there that don't know who he is, right now he is the number one sports DJ host in in New York City in the tri-state area. That is the number. Which is something. It's saying something. And and I'll say this too: is there is an aspect of good radio hosts compared to average ones. Average ones are are going to come up with good topics and stuff. He has a very good ability of going to the core of a person. Yeah. And going, how can I make this weird? Yeah. I I don't think that's good radio. Oh, that. On edge, I think both. I was. I wasn't on edge. No, but I was much more. I'm a, <clears throat> like, cause look, when you're hosting, you need to find the holes. There's no holes there. Yeah, right. So you just, I just reached a point where I went, I'm gonna let this man you just go. Have to sit back I'm gonna let, let it go. go. Yeah, because this is a machine gun, right. and you just gotta let it shoot. Yeah, it's amazing. It really is. You see why he's so good at his job. Holy uh, yeah, both of you. I actually don't think I've ever seen either one of you quite as. Uh, like, not sure how to respond. I, I'm going to be honest. Bit. I just felt like me opening my mouth was just. Oh, uh, he's going to kill you. Yeah, there was just no <laughs> There was just no point. There he's, was nothing positive that was going to come from me opening my mouth uh, during that 45 minutes. He's as quick to the draw yes. as anybody I have ever been around. And I've been around some really good ones in the NFL locker rooms. And, and I, I would consider myself as one of the quicker. And I've told you this before. There is a wonderfully ego-enabling thing that happens when you have your own radio show. Right. You're never wrong. People that call in, they're based, they're going based off your opinion. Right. Guests that come on, they're going by your thing. So you you reach this point where my opinions are never wrong, oh. and I love that because, dude, he's a bro. He's he such, is. He's a he's bro. He's a man's man. And and look, no one saw. You can't hear it on the podcast. He can't. He comes in, shakes my hand, talking very calm and all that stuff. Certain guys, when the light goes on, 
they flick that switch. Well, it's like he said. He's more comfortable in front of 20,000 people yes. than he is in a room of four people he doesn't know. Yes. I, will also, I will also point out that you did give him the option to call in on the phone and do this, and he chose to come <laughs> into the office. He does not like, even for his own show, Doing call phone in. stuff? Yes. Yeah. Like, they wanted me to come on once during the football season to talk NFL stuff. And I said, yeah, I'll call in whenever. You guys just let me know. No, no, we don't want you to call, and you have to come into the studio because they want that banter. All right, so uh, before he left, they were talking about Brady today on Boomer and Carton. Oh, and right. You, you've been all about Brady. I thought about this. So Bra- if, Brady is fighting this thing so hard. Right. He's going to take it to court. It's yes. going to go for months. Is Brady hurting his legacy more by keeping us talking about it instead of just shutting up and taking four games? I think he is. And because, I th- because Boomer always says – He's doing this for his legacy. He's trying to protect his legacy. Is he doing more harm than good? I, I, I would argue he is, yes. But I think his end game is going to be he's going to hope to fight this to the very end and then probably retire by the time it ever gets settled. And even then, then if it gets – But that's bad because now it's over. That's what we're talking about. But if the judge says, you know what, those four games shouldn't have been – you shouldn't be suspended for those four games, I'm he's innocent. Exonerated. Um, I didn't do anything. Um, uh, but he is making himself look worse. He's making himself not only now looking like a cheater, but he's looking like a baby. And yeah. I think that's where he's going in the dangerous. And, yes, all words that I've heard around the NFL is that he – I told Josh this. We played golf on Saturday. The word I was hearing is that he is going to fight this into court and delay yes. this as long as possible. As long as possible. And yeah. He's like a guy that's like, please believe well, me. He's told he's to believe his own He's lies. told too many people that are too close to him yes. that he's innocent. So he's yes. backed himself into a corner of narcissism now of – I. I'm Tom. I can't be wrong. I told my wife. I told my dad. Yeah. I've told all these people that wholeheartedly believe me. I can't be wrong now. And I think he's in a tough spot. So a couple months ago when we like when this first started, I remember we talked about this for the first time. And you remember I asked you about the distinction between Tom Brady, the good person and TB12. Sure. And you were like, I still believe he's a good person. Yeah. How do you feel about that now? Is he uh, more TB12 than I he was two months ago? I think this makes me feel bad for him. Uh, well, it just shows you again that these yeah. professional athletes can be a lot more insecure than people realize. Yeah. And they have more issues than, than they realize. Uh, and did you, with yours, uh, I think about it a lot. It's funny you say it just because I really do. I was actually thinking about it this morning because I was reading a headline on the Brady thing and I was just like, man, you know, I, I don't know what to think of this guy anymore. I, I used, I started off thinking, you know what, okay, he did something wrong football-wise. Yeah. Uh, but the guy himself, I still really like him. But the way he's acted now – um, yeah, it does make me question the, the man. I felt like three months ago we were blurring the line between what you described to me as Tom Brady, the good person, right. and TB12. But right. now I feel like there's no – like it's the same person My now. curiosity, yeah. and it always is this, is what are him and Giselle talking about? Is he is he honest with anyone other than himself? Yeah. Or has he, has he gone into this deep, dark hole so far – or who knows? That's what can happen. Um, for for my own faith and our own eight hundred or maybe nine hundred or thousand people that listen to this podcast, you got. I know you got some tweets for us, dude. You you don't even know what tweets you get on your Twitter profile because you're not active. Right. And we uh, were looking I've, through it. I've been reading your mentions. It's past. amazing. It's and hilarious. That's our gonna. I think we talked about it being a new segment. Reading your Twitter mentions to you because you're never going to check them. Yes. Right. So what people are tweeting? To, you have a few. For oh, us. I got. Okay. So the first tweet in your mentions right now are these. Mainly mean, probably. No, right? no, these no, are no. just stuff that oh. people tweet to you or oh. about you. Justin Cohen tweets at the Boomer and Carton show. 
C-Sims QB, colon, quote, I like Lady Gaga naked, by the way, end quote. Did you say that on the radio? I did. Okay. Man, I, I'm uh, – well, she, did you hear about her wardrobe malfunction? See, this is what you talk about on Carton Show. Yeah, apparently. We go to page six. That's the oh, first thing we talk yeah. about. But she was out in New York City Thursday or Wednesday night and was wearing, you know, one of those shorts, but she was wearing a sports blazer that it was t- – she had no shirt on her but taped perfectly right along the edge of her breast. Wow. The night was coming to an end. She went to a hot dog stand. I guess the tape came off. So oh. her – but she's never been a girl that's been bashful anyways. Ever. She if wore you Google, meat dress. Google her name and it's all naked pictures, yeah. uh, which you're looking at your computer now. Uh, but no, I'm not. I got another good one. Uh, yes, but I find her – very attractive. I don't know I what find, it is. I know I, her face is not beautiful, but I find her very sexy. I find her confidence in herself to be very She has a nice body, too. And oh. she does have a nice body. Yes. And I don't think her face is that bad. No, it's not. I mean, it's yes. For superstardom, it's not the 10 on the scale, but. She's yeah, not the yeah, I know what you're saying. You know what I mean. So a guy named Red tweets at CSimsQB. Big Red. Four years at Texas as a student athlete, and you never had an email account. I can see value in that. Hashtag hook them. Hook them horns, baby. <laughs> Of course, an email. Then there's no way your mentions email. are just just priceless. I do. I do so. want to talk about the hundred dollar handshakes thing. Sure, you you're on Boomer and Carton. All the, I feel like we've talked about paid players. That thing just blew up, man. Fun, it's funny. And then you know what? He didn't even know. But he knows no idea about the hundred dollar handshakes. Even though I said that on a radio show, Carton, when he was here. See, that's how he just he had no idea. He is. He's just going to pay attention to Yankees, Mets, few. Topical dis- things yeah. that are going on. Uh, yeah, I mean, $100 handshake. Are you still getting stuff about it this week, or is it over? No, I think it's over. I, I didn't even hear anything really at, towards the end of last week. It kind of went away. Um, I had some newspaper people from Austin reach out to me. But, yeah, I made a comment about – I was asked so on fun. Brandon Tierney, Tierney and Tiki. He asked me, hey, did you ever get a $100 handshake? And I said, yes, I did. Uh, not not once, but I got them twice, actually. Wow. And, I mean, you know, people – of course, as soon as they hear that, they think, like, the university is involved in that. Yeah, and, like, like Mac Brown me? is – like Mac, Mac called the guy. I was like, hey, Chris will sign the autographs, but you better have $100 in your handshake <laughs> or he's not going to do it. I mean, so that's just stupid. Last, Goes on everywhere, though. I feel like I'm now like just trying to cram in podcast stuff after our uh, – I feel like I'm in the afterglow. Of, like I'm laying next to him just like smoking a cigarette like, God, Carton, that was intense. I need to calm down. Um, <laughs> yes, it's not our normal routine. Plus, we're doing it early in the morning Yeah, right we're doing now, this which 11 way, I'm drinking a coffee instead right, of a this beer. This is not our normal thing. Um, I know last week you, we how had – How do you feel about the morning podcast, by the way? Uh, I, I like to do it in the afternoon a little bit more because I feel like it's my – It's more br- of like an unwind. It's an unwind, and I also feel like my brain stirs about some of the – the crap that's out there from the yeah, last gotcha. day or two okay. as the day goes on. We had Seahawk Scout and Bajent give us some audio for last week, right. and Bajent's doing a double dip. Bajent sent us another one, so if you remember but during But does the- it meet the quota? Yes, yeah, so if you remember the advice that you gave to the <laughs> listeners. Carton texted me, I wouldn't air that, no joke. <laughs> We're totally airing. Oh, it's airing. Uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Sims is turning bright red right now. That's awesome. Because he, he does make me laugh. Sims is getting flustered. Uh, so Bajent took your advice about drinking a beer while he sent oh, in. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'll play it for you. Yeah, let's get some Bajent love. That sounds like a beer. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Bajent coming at you live from my luxurious basement apartment. What do Americans think of teams like the Jays and the Raptors? Do you think we'll ever get an NFL team up here? Because we're f***ing ready. <laughs> like it. That was perfect. That was Short, perfect. to the point, beer, sound effects. Uh, there's no way the NFL is going into Canada. I don't think. I, I think that's going to be the next one. So, L.A., 
And then you're thinking Canada. I think Toronto will be the next place. Well, they clearly, with the Canadian Football League, have a passion for the sport. They do, and Buffalo's played a number of games there. But here's how I look at the NFL. I don't think any sports league out there, Major League Baseball, NBA, whatever, is ready to expand. I think that's – I mean, I know it's more money possibly and and when that happens, but they're not just putting another team in L.A. No, no, it would have to be a relocation, yes. And and what are you going to relocate? Jacksonville, Minnesota, St. Louis, one yes. of those franchises? Yes, one of those franchises that are constantly in this discussion. Even, you know, listen, we just talked about it. This was part of the big, uh, you know, the, the guy, I can't remember his name, the, the guy that built bought the the Buffalo Bills. I can't remember his name off the top of my head right, right now. Yes. But his big thing was that we're going to keep the in husband Buffalo. husband and wife combination. I'm not going to let this go to Toronto. Right. Because, yeah. Terry Pagula. Exactly right. And. Yeah, there's been so much talk. I mean, the, I the Bills have played of... two regular season games up there. Cleveland the past plays few up years. there too. Yeah, sure. Yes, I mean, no. Cleveland went up there and played probably the Buffalo. Bills. They yeah. did. Yes. Yeah, they always because well, I think there was They're actually both... a time where they shared it. Yeah. Yes. So you think after LA? I think that's the next and move. I will say this: it's probably more likely than them putting a team in London. I don't see how you can travel do travel wise is in, unfeasible. Toronto is very feasible. Damn! Now you got me. Th- I just don't think. The thing that kills me is I don't want to say I'm against change because that's a very older person thing is to say. But to take a team from Minnesota or St. Louis and move them to Toronto, I don't know. Maybe Jacksonville. I get that one. Jacksonville. I can even understand Buffalo as far as close as it is to Niagara Falls. If they yeah, don't build Buffalo them a new such stadium, a good fan base. if they don't build them a new stadium yeah. in the next 10 years, that, they are going to go to Toronto. Uh, and in terms of what we think about teams like the Raptors, and I, stuff. I first of all, I'll say this to the, the, who, who was this one? Bajan. This is Beijing, Beijing, Beijing. First of all, Toronto is a great city. I've spent a, num- uh, a number cool. of days there. Uh, I, I love uh, the, the ballpark, Blue Jays. I never saw a game there, but I actually went and walked around it and got to see the inside yeah. of it as well. Uh, I think it's a really neat spot. And then, yeah, the Raptors are the Raptors. I don't think they're ever going to win an, an NBA Finals no. anytime soon, but. No. Uh, I like Toronto. The, I like Toronto. F- Joe Carter. I like Toronto. Oh, that's right. Dude, that Bam. was that was the worst sports moment of my life. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. What was the name of the closer there? Ninety nine? Mitch Williams. Mitch Williams, yeah. Poor Mitch. I actually felt bad for him. Seven years old. Yeah. Sitting there with my babysitter. I can remember watching it as well. I was a few years older, but yeah, that, oh that was gosh. pretty cool. Oh, pretty cool. Yeah. I was crying. Yeah. Well that the growing up, I think that. Uh, oh, to end a World Series on a walk-off. Yeah, my I mean, two baseball memories growing up, I think, would Kirby be... Kirby Puckett? Exactly right. Hell yeah. The Kirby Puckett... Well, see you tomorrow night. The Kirby Puckett home run, the Kirby Puckett catch. Jumping against the plexiglass. That hole for whatever reason. And that was Atlanta's first World Series, I believe, right. where we thought, oh, this is the start of this a young the dynasty. Beginning. Yes. And Minnesota hung in there, and Jack Morris and all that pitching was Speaking unreal. of young dynasties and, and athletes, um, this Russell Wilson situa- situation is getting getting bad. Yes, it is. This is getting really bad. Uh, he apparently wants to be the highest paid player. Uh, his excuse is, well, that these Andrew Luck contracts after me are going to be higher than me anyway. Um, is he deserving of that? Because when you look at resumes, right. two Super Bowl trips, yes. one Super Bowl win, quarterback for the entire time, <coughs> Excuse me, off, off, awful offensive game planning, and what he's been able to do, is he deserving of this? Well, you just answered the question. I know. Yeah. Yes, he is totally deserving of this. Russell Wilson's definitely one of the five best Top quarterbacks five quarterback. in football. Yes, and what you said. Uh, listen, it doesn't take 25, any, 26 years it old. It doesn't take a rocket science to watch the Seattle Seahawks and go, man, 
that passing offense is a little vanilla. And if you don't have a talent like a yes. Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers or somebody behind that offense that can improvise, that offense does not exist. They don't run the ball as well without a guy like Russell Wilson at quarterback. He totally deserves to be the highest-paid quarterback. I'm surprised he's asking to be. Yes. I thought he was a little more selfless than this. Well, but we've heard these so, rumors. That's why it's so smart. I know. But we've heard these rumors as well that Russell Wilson's not quite the guy we all think he is. Well, I think the thing that I love about it is his PR game plan, and the Seahawks played into this too, calling him this great selfless quarterback yes. that allows them to spend money elsewhere. Right. Now you can't, as the Seahawks, you can't all of a sudden go, hey, you know the guy that we've said has been such a great team player? Well, now he's selfish. Right. I can't believe it. You've been selling me he's it's a very been good selfless. point. I never thought that. That's a very yeah, good point. He's been the selfless quarterback that allows him to do things. Now, the most selfless quarterback in the NFL is, is uh, Colin Kaepernick. Because when you look at his contract now and what he did with the year to year contract, yes. with the low guarantees, right. he's allowing the 49ers to sign guys. Yes, he is. Seahawks put so much money into Cam Chancellor, so much money into Earl Thomas, so much money Sherman. to Richard Sherman. They got lucky that they didn't give that much money to Michael Bennett, but now he wants, now he more, wants money. more, right? Marshawn Lynch, they gave medium amount of money yeah, to. Yeah, pretty good. He's making like 9 or 10 this year. But to me, the thing that's interesting is Russell Wilson's going for these guarantees. Yes. This is going to be the end of the Seahawks. Right. That's what this means It's to going me. to be tough. There's- this means that I think the Seahawks window now is two to three years. Before, I think if Russell Wilson would have done a Kaepernick contract, they could have had six to seven years of Super Bowl runs. If he goes for this money... They're done. I, I don't necessarily. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with Their that. Their offensive line to rebuild that and how much that's going to cost. They have not shown, in my mind, a propensity to draft good offensive linemen. They, they've they've let them all go in free agency. Yes, they have. So we'll see. Yeah. But but the, listen, they've put the they've put a team together oh. very quickly. They've done it through the draft. I don't yeah. have any reason to think they I cannot mean, continue GM, to do that. That GM. It's not like they're a team that kills it in free agency every year. Uh, and I think we all listen. I am shocked that he wants to be the highest paid player because of what you just said too. He's going to be the highest paid player for five minutes, and then until the next quarterback signs, then he's going to be the highest paid. Until the next one after that signs, he'll be the highest paid. Listen, but still, him asking to be the highest paid player in football. New England Patriots were still really good all those years. The Indianapolis Colts with Peyton Manning. They were the two highest quarterbacks there in the mid two thousands. They were being paid the highest per year or whatever it was. You yeah. can still put a team around a uh, very highly paid quarterback. I don't think it's the end of the world. Right. But you're right. I think Russell's got all the power here. All the I power. think Pete Carroll and that organization also know, like, man, this offense ain't going to work unless we have somebody like Russell. Because the true thing is when they get to the bargaining table, they're going to go, let's do some comps. Cam Newton, been to the playoffs. What has he done? Nothing. Yes. What has my client done? Seattle's Everything. only thing they're going to be able to say is numbers. They're going to have to play the numbers They're going to play numbers and say, look at our defense yes. and what our defense did compared to our offense and statistical. But then you get to the part where you start alienating your star player. I, yes. And you start telling your star player that he's not that good. Right. Then it gets bad. I, I just think this is a situation that none of us expected because Russell has been so manicured PR-wise. Now he's dating Sierra. And he's fearless. Now he's got a mohawk. The one thing I like about Russell, he's fearless. He don't care. He's in the Entourage movie. Yeah. Russell Wilson has gone from a place where he was the mild-mannered guy yes. to the star. It's Russell Wilson Corporation. Did now. Russell Wilson, in WWE terms, just turn heel on us? 
did he just join the NWO like Hulk Hogan, and now all of a sudden he's big bad Russell Wilson? Yeah, well, he 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 has to a degree, but you know the he's unfor- Vinny Chase. The unfortunate thing is that this is Vinny what Chase in season seven season when he had a drug addiction. Well, this is the thing though too. Like, yes, I don't like that Russell's having to turn into this guy or whatever, but but I love it. I love it too, and you have no choice. That's what I would say to the, the everyday fan out there. You have no choice in this day and age in the NFL. Yes, they are going to go out of their way to screw you somehow. And to take um, it to what Carton to, was saying, right? Like to to go back to one thing that he said that I liked. He makes money for them. You talk about what is your impact, right? He is the direct person that makes the Seahawks offense work. Right. Without him, watch a Seahawks game from last year. And look at a, at a play where there's nobody open, and then Russell Wilson scrambles for 10 seconds and makes somebody open. Right. He's incredible. He's incredible. All right. Uh, did you, you watch the Travelers this past weekend? No, the golf? Yeah. No, I did not one really. One moment that I, right. I wanted to ask you about. There's one point on Sunday, uh, second hole, Bubba Watson's in an awful spot, and someone from the audience goes, hey, Bubba, use the four and punch it under the tree. And, like, the mics pick it up, right? Bubba gets up there. Not only does he hit it over the tree with a lofted club, but he puts it like four feet from the from the hole, looks back and goes, that's why you're behind the rope, and then walks <laughs> to the green. We know you, you've heard Bubba's kind of whatever. Have the, has there ever been a point as an athlete where someone has said something to you as a fan, and you've been able to do something and then talk back to them? Oh, uh, well, I yes, I was famous throughout my career of talking to the people in the stands at times, just because that's Did the way Did you have, like, an amazing moment where uh, you got I, them? I can't say that I had an – one, one moment that stands out to me, we were playing Oklahoma State. Uh, my senior year, and we had lost to Oklahoma the week before, right? And Oklahoma was two, we were three, we right. lose a game. So we go, to, game. we go to Oklahoma State, and of course, uh, you know, I threw three interceptions against Oklahoma, and uh, that's all I'm hearing on the sideline. And Oklahoma State, if you've ever been to that stadium, and I'm sure you've seen it on TV yes. now with Teen Bo- T, uh, T Boone Pickens, right? Is yes. that his name? Uh, but the field, literally the corner of the end zone, if you got a ball in the back, you're, you're, you're going to hit the stands. wall. Yeah. You have no room. It's kind of a danger. So they're right on top of you, and they're heckling me the whole time, just saying one bad thing after <laughs> another. Well, little old Chris had a good game that game. I think I threw like five or six touchdowns. He had a bet with a girl to take so, her on a date. <laughs> no, this wasn't that time. Came out hard. But as we started taking the lead, Les Miles is the head coach there at the time. And they're a good team. They got some talented guys. You know, I, of they course, always have athletes. They did. Always got athletes. I started, of course, opening my mouth and uh, – you know, I just continued to do that. But really nothing that I said that was glamorous other than, you know, they were all yelling at me at one point. Cameras were on me. And for whatever reason, the whole now we're up by like 20. The whole sideline's listening to me with my banter. The, all the Texas people, the coaches are listening. Because yeah. I am the crazy white guy that kind of says anything sure. that's on my mind. Sure. And I'm the starting quarterback, so no one's going to do anything about if, it. If you told me that there was a blonde quarterback with the last name Sims, I would I would expect him to be a little reserved. Yeah, yeah. So and you're I'm, not that I'm way. Not, with, yeah. I, no, I'm not. So everybody's listening to me because, oh, you know, of course, most of the guys there are like, oh, watch this crazy New Yorker. He's talking back to these people. <laughs> I've never seen this. And, uh, you know, the guy's yelling at me. I just go, hey, 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 hey. And it got real quiet. And all I, I just said back, I just said, kiss my ass, just like that, really <laughs> loud. I mean, the whole sideline erupted. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, but that's one moment. But, listen, you're always going to have that, and uh, that's part of part of sports. What's funny is we assume that athletes cannot hear the fans. Yes. We assume that you guys go into tunnel vision like those commercials or movies, and everyone gets blurry, and right. you're in that moment. 
But I'm sure you can hear them. No, you do hear. There are times when you don't hear it. You're like, you Did know. Did it ever impact you in a way where you're like, damn, man, that was like a really, he got me there. <laughs> no, I, I certainly laughed. I mean, there, the fans are so creative. I mean, right. just like imagine you with a few beers and you're, oh, you, you would be great and sitting behind a bench and oh. heckling players because you could just pick Dude, them apart. we should go to Jets pregame, so, uh, when I preseason used, games and heckle When people. I used to go to Rutgers basketball games as a kid, I would go online before the games and go to like the player bios on this other opposing team's websites right. and I would look up the names of the opposing players' parents and I would See, come with a full intense. list and I would just destroy these kids. So what would just, you say? I would just—I mean, I would just be citing like things about their personal life that right. there would be no way that I would know that unless right. I had done extensive research. Yeah, that would creep me out. And these guys People would like, do that, yeah, they would turn around and look yeah. at me like, "How the hell do you know that?" Right. Yeah. So I take responsibility for like the Rutgers losses being by 15 instead of 25 because the players so were distracted. Fun. So, well, I go. saw like Greg Oden when he was in college said one of the favorite ones was someone had a sign that was like, "Greg, how was the Civil War?" Because remember, he looked so old in right, college, right. and he was like, that one made me laugh. Right. My dad is always talks about Philadelphia. When, oh. he, when he has stories like this, it's usually Philadelphia. If he yeah. ever talks about his banter with fans. And I know one of the famous stories he ever said was when he was the backup quarterback, you know, the year Hosteller was a starter. And, of course, Philly fans, my dad's sitting over there in warm-ups. He's not doing anything, and the Philly fans are loving it because, you know, it's been the Giants and Eagles have been through a lot of great games. But I know one of the funny stories because his even teammates and people in the Giants always tell me about it. You know, all right, Phil, what's it like to be the backup? You're the backup holding the clipboard. And, you know, I guess dad finally had had enough, and he turned around, and he said, and this is 1993, he says, it feels like 3.2 million. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, of course, that made everybody laugh. And even even the Eagle fans, I think, oh, a lot yeah. of was like, oh, that was a good one. Well, because as the fan, you're getting, you're getting talked to. Right, right. Um, well, I remember I was at an Eagles preseason game one time, and a fan said something to Steve Smith of the Panthers. Right. Oh, 15 minutes later. That's a guy you don't want to go 15 after. 15 minutes later. Right. Steve Smith is standing on the bench just just berating this guy to the point where the guy had to be removed because the guy got so angry yeah. that he was standing and yelling at Steve Smith and the ushers had to remove him. And Steve Smith's going, see you later, bitch. See you later. <laughs> Steve Smith's a master. Oh, my god! Steve Smith used to literally during Tampa games yeah. would come over and hear they break the huddle. Jake DeHolm's called the play. He's running towards our sideline because he's going to go line up and play receiver right there. And he would look over at John Gruden and go, hey, Gruden, watch this. Gonna f your defense up and then catch a ball for like 20, 30 yards. All right, so, so this is awesome. So I, I know you're wrapping this up. Let me just get one more in. Uh, so I interviewed Tim Hardaway, junior and senior, last week for, for that event. Oh, geez. And before he got traded. Yeah, right. Um, and we were talking about trash talk now versus trash talk when Tim Hardaway was playing oh, in the 90s. Right. And, and I asked him, I said, go through the best trash talkers. He said, well, here's, here's how it go. Gary Payton is just going to curse and curse and curse and curse. And you go, you get exhausted because he never stops. Yeah, he never shuts up. He said Jordan would look at everybody and just go, I'm going to f***ing kill you. And he, that's all he would say. Right. And it was so intimidating that he would just say that. Um, and he was going through, like, guys on the Knicks. Like, Charles Oakley wouldn't say anything, and yeah. that's when it got really, really scary. Right. But how awesome that would be. To no, hear those guys. Yes. And, and, well, listen, that day of day and age in basketball, to me, was as good as it gets, too, because, oh. uh, there, you know, it wasn't a foul every time you went through the lane. Uh, it was it's a different style of basketball. free agency wasn't that big, so and they all exactly, stayed. There, there was real rivalries. Exactly right. That's where I was going with it. Um, by the way, I have a new favorite thing that I do at Bleacher Report. What's that? So, here in this office, Greg Carton talked about a 57th and 7th. 
we have all these financial institutions that are here, yes. money management stuff. Right. We are the only sports thing in this building. Yes. And a lot of times when I'm on the elevator, people will muster up the courage to ask me something. Right. And they'll go, hey, what do you think about this? From now on, I did it this morning with Mangini in the elevator. As the doors were closing, I went, can you believe LeBron signing with the Knicks? And the doors closed. And Mangini was like, what? I was like, dude, they're going to run up and they're off. That's my new thing. Anytime I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the elevator, I'm just going to go, can you believe they traded Carmelo? Doors closed. The whole building's so jealous of our floor. Oh, they, yeah, they, they, like, they look in, they yeah. peek in. Craig Carton enjoyed it. He's just saying that. Oh, I know. I don't, don't listen to anything he says. This was, uh, I think, a very interesting episode. It was a different episode. It was all over the place. And Carton, of course, dominated at least 25 oh, minutes Completely. Of it. But I'm going to say this. I enjoyed having him on. It's good. I, do it again. I feel refreshed. I feel like it was, it it was, was a good curveball. I feel like I need a nap. Oh, my gosh. And then I got to edit this thing, which is going to take me like three and a half oh hours. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'll tell you what, guys, you're going to have to work the rest of the day. I need to reevaluate my 29 year old single Roosevelt <laughs> Island lifestyle. But you know what? It feels good. It feels good. Six months. Six months. Six months. Six months. We're going to have Carton on again in six months. All right. The most interesting episode thus far of the Sims and Lefko podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, Sims and Lefko. Uh, again, if you want to be like Bajan, you want to get on, send us the audio files to Josh Fendrick on Twitter. I'm Adam Lefko. Chris Sims here. Peace out. Josh Fendrick. All right. Have a good day, guys. Have a good one.